Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Webcology here on CranWebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Webmaster Radio, like 99.9% sure. But honestly, you need a scorecard to keep up with these things. <laughs> um, no, honestly, we're, we are back. We're on Webmaster Radio, uh, based in uh, based actually in South Florida. Webmaster Radio did not uh, drown or wash away, or is has power and. Uh, Actually, you know, we are the, the 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 whole West Coast was 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 quite lucky. It could have been infinitely worse. Yeah. Anyway, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You're listening to again Webcology on Webmaster Radio FM. It's the 14th of September, one week until autumn 2017. Dave, how you doing, man? What you been up to? I, I am uh, I am doing great. And you know what? You're you're like you were totally right, Jim. You called it months ago. Uh, summer is, uh, over finally, right? I mean, you know, here we are and you, you were, you were calling it months ago. You were like, summer is going to come to a close and, and you're right. And it's starting to get cold now. Sure, uh, Ned ghost, dude. Winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and you know what? I don't get to see that guy for like, I don't know what it estimates, like 18 months or something until uh, game of Thrones is back on. So there we are. You know, what am I supposed to do for this winter? <laughs> <laughs> I, I whatever you've been up to, man. Oh, I have no idea. You have no idea. Winter actually is coming. I live in the east. You live in the west. I mean, like, yeah. well, you're gonna get you're gonna get some rain. I'm gonna get like cold. I'm terrified yeah, yeah. of this. That, that, that's true. It'll dip down to like 42 degrees here and uh, gray for a few days, and that's about it. And it'll dip down <laughs> to 42 below here. <laughs> Again, I'm terrified. <laughs> but what you've been up to this week? Anything interesting? Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm doing a. <laughs> okay, like my head's just swimming right now. Um, for 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 listeners who don't know, you know, and I'm I'm actually just going to talk about a about a tool that that I've been playing around with lately. I've I've been using it for uh, for a little bit. It's totally free, um, and and I'm just writing an article for Search Engine Land. So that got me investigating some new stuff, and it was interesting. It was because I was doing some screenshots of a tool called Gephi, um, G E P H I. Um, and I was just doing some screenshots for an article and then all of a sudden I started stumbling on some ideas to make it way more robust. So that's what, I, that's what I'm sort of playing around with right now. Basically, and then there's a couple good articles on it. Uh, we talked about them last week. Patrick Stocks wrote a, wrote a decent one um, on it for Search Engine Land that originally uh, that was back uh, in the spring that, that got me starting to use the tool. Um, and basically what his article was about um, was about using basically using Screaming Frog, sending it through, uh, matching up what your pages that are linking, you know, which pages are linking to which, putting it into Gephi, which basically takes data and puts it in a visual format. I mean, I'm oversimplifying, but that's, that's, that's its, its core. Okay, well, Screaming Frog, so, so you've, you've run Screaming Frog. What, are you looking at, like, site structure or, or link structure or something? And well, yeah, just, well, how, how is, that, how is that visually represented? Well, what it does, and, and there's a few different ways you can do it, but basically once you have that data, you dump it in there, you, you dump it or you import it um, into Gephi, and then you can actually run, it's got pay, a page rank algorithm, and we're talking Google's page rank, you know, earliest, I mean, we're not talking, hey, it understands full page rank stuff. It's a really simplistic, you know, circa first patents kind of kind of page rank. But it'll run it over your internal linking structure. Um, then there's a few other filters where you can start to, to cluster your pages. And then there's a whole bunch of different layouts. So you go, okay, I want, you know, one of the you know, Force Atlas 2, whatever. I mean, you, you play around with all of them and figure out which one's going to do. And what it starts to do is move all of your different pages um, basically into groupings or, or clusters. But that's not really the, the, the big power of it, is what you can also do is you can start to add in additional data. So then I've sent through Ahrefs and started to pull through, you know, pull in the top link two pages, find that, that Ahrefs score. I mean, you could, you could use anything. That's the one I'm using right now. Um, Ahrefs score, and you can start assigning it to what are called nodes, those, those individual, basically your pages. So you can, you can assign that Ahrefs score to it um, and, and, and sort of lock that down. 
Um, and what I'm also doing now is starting to group and, and what I'm toying with now, and, and you can also do it, I'm, I'm running it right now, um, is you can then grab all of your different pages and like as you see them with, with, uh, with Screaming Frog and go, okay, I'm going to start to label them. So I'm going to take all my pages that are in my blog and I'm going to label them blog. I'm going to take all my ones related to services and I'm going to label them service. So then when you've got this big visual representation, and it's basically a bunch of dots all linked together with you know, sort of lines so that, are, that are called edges, you can start to color code those nodes and go, okay, I want to see how all my blog ones go. So you can go, okay, all my blog nodes, all, all the pages in my blog, I'm going to color them orange. All my pages that are service, I'm going to color them blue. Um, and then you can actually start to size them and go, okay, the ones that have the highest page rank are the ones that have the highest score um, in Ahrefs, for example, or Moz, or whatever metric you want to use. I want to size them a little bit bigger. So whichever, you know, it'll, it'll build up a relationship and go, okay, I want to size them anywhere from 10 pixels to 30. And based on the difference between the largest and the smallest, it'll start to, to, to change the sizes. And then you can color the links between them and go, okay, my my link between this page and this page, if, if page A has a really, really high Ahrefs score, for example, um, I want that one to be a dark red, but lighter red for my, for my weaker pages and really get a strong visual of exactly where your internal page rank is flowing. Okay, so, so, so um, you, may, you may have lost me somewhere back there, because right now I've got either like connect the dots or paint by numbers in mind. Either way, my brain is seeing this visual of like, you know, Pennywise from, from Stephen King's it. And I know that's not what you're looking at. What does it look like to Gia? Um, what it looks like, it really depends on the site. Like every single site that I've ever crawled with this looks totally different. Um, like on, on this visual, but basically what you'll be looking at is a whole bunch of little colored dots, each one representing a page on your site, and then a whole bunch of lines interlinking them obviously. Um, now, one of the really neat things that what got me started on using it right now is because I'm using Screaming Frog data as my core data, I'm going, okay, this page links to this page. One of the things that I'm toying with right now, and it, it's provided some really invaluable data is I needed to know if I remove a whole section of a client's top navigation, for example, like this is just one of the uses and it's going to be mentioned in, in the article that I'm writing. If you wanted to eliminate an entire top nav and understand what that's going to do to your internal linking structure, <laughs> I just went okay. through frog and I went, okay, I want to take this whole section out of the top nav. They just have a, a drop down with a whole bunch of different specialties that they do. Right? And I'm like, okay, what happens if I take that out? Will I start pushing weight towards their services, which are really the key pages, and how much of a hit will I take on the specialties? So I just pulled those out of Screaming Frog. I just ordered my Screaming Frog data, my you know source and my destination, and I went, okay, let's take all our destinations and pull all the ones that would come from the top nav out of this. And, and just left the ones from like, okay, we'll leave the homepage link. So I, I left those ones in, into the system. Okay, now let's send... Geffy through again, well not send it through, but let's import that and get a visual of what that looks like. And now what happens to that page rank flow? Now what happens to, to all of those other metrics? And get a visual and go, okay, it, it's not going to tell you, hey, I guarantee that doing that isn't going to cause a, a gain or a loss, right? Or, or will cause a gain or a loss. But it's definitely giving you a much more visual representation of what you're going to deal with, which is a lot easier to deal with when you're looking at it and certainly easier for when you're passing it off to a client to go, okay, this is the data I'm basing this on. I mean, unfortunately in my case, my client's technical, so I would pass them something like this. Um, and go, okay, here's a visual representation and here's how the page is, page weight is flowing through your site right now. Here's what it's going to look like when we take this out. You know, again, I'm not going to guarantee that something isn't going to go a, a little bit sideways here, but every indicator is will come out ahead. Okay, well, you um, know, so, yeah. whenever, whenever we talk about a new technique, a new way of measuring or looking at data, it always comes down to the pr proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Have you, um, have you used this kind of data representation to make successful decisions for your clients? I have. I've made a lot. I've used it a lot ever since uh, the spring. Anytime I'm making any any major changes, and actually, unfortunately, with this client, I did the mapping um, where I was going. Okay, let's add more specialty links and let's put them right in on the home page, right in in buttons on the home page. Um, so we were creating multiple links, and it did show that it was going to. It, show a boost um, to specific of their specialties. I mean, I can't list specifically what they are without giving the client. Yeah. Um, 
And it did create exactly the impact we expected. Um, and that's happened multiple times. I'm just listening because that's the one I'm working on now going, okay, we've improved the specialties doing this. Now let's yank it all. Like basically I'm telling them now we're going to undo some of that and, and, and see what happens. Um, but his specialties are doing disproportionately well right now. And his, um, you know, service, service pages themselves aren't doing as well. So we're now going, okay, let's, let's undo some of that and, and redo some of this. Um, it, it really is helpful. It doesn't take into account some other core metrics, clearly, um, you know, page layout time. You know, it's not taking all that into account, but it's certainly helping get a, a good understanding of how the, the page weight is passing through the site itself. You know, I was, I was reading uh, a couple of articles this week. So for some reason, uh, uh, your innovative use of, uh, uh, of, of Geffy reminds me of two articles. One was by Cory Doctorow, and the other was by Eric Inga. Mm -hmm. um, the one by Eric was about um, how I think he was reacting to the uh, announcement by um, the head of Google Canada, um, uh, Nick Frost, head of Google Canada, when he, uh, he was talking about how click data from Google Analytics is uh, being used to train rank brain. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in our next segment because that's actually a, a rather juicy and interesting article. But I think Eric was reacting to that saying, look, I mean, like, it's, it's obvious, like, AI is now part of the active algorithm. Marketers need, need uh, versions of AI to keep up. Mm -hmm. And uh, Corey's article was on how, uh, Corey Doctor, I don't know if you know Corey or not, but uh, uh, amazing, interesting writer. Um, he was, he was talking about how the new business model of uh, software as a service, um, software that, that is uh, used in, uh, say, automobiles or tractors or, you know, other, um, uh, your, your refrigerator or Google Home, uh, your, you know, your home appliances or other consumer or industrial goods, almost makes the uh, computer manufacturer, the product manufacturer, and the consumer adversaries. And it's a, it's a form of profit cheating <laughs> from, from where Corey is sitting. Now, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that you're cheating in any way, and I, I'm sorry to use the, 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 the that's Corey's word about, about a software practice, not, nothing to do with what you're doing. Um, <laughs> but it strikes me that, that we all need to arm up, up our games. We're in, we are in an arms race. With, we are in a new arms race with Google as SEOs, and we mm -hmm. don't even realize it. Or I guess... We started realizing it a couple of years ago, but this autumn, it's going to become starkly obvious. Either you adapt to the arms race, which it sounds like you're, you're, you're doing um, um, aptly, or, um, you know, the troubles are coming. Um, yeah. Oh. Of adaptation, we got to get Eric back on the show. Yeah, that would be a, be a great idea. Um, and, and you're right. It, it's interesting. I was just chatting about this um, yesterday. Um, about you know AI and and whether we as a community are are adopting it or not, and and, and whether we as a community are are pushing it. Um, and we're toying around a little tool. It's, it's an interesting one. I just referenced it. So speaking of tools, I mean, I guess that's what I'm chatting about here. Um, this one isn't free, however. Paid AI. Um, anyway, I've just been playing around with it with it a little bit. Basically, what it does is is pulls your analytics, and this is exactly to to what we're talking about here is AI and us needing to just adopt these things. I, this is, it would be an early adoption of this one and it's not actually an SEO tool. Um, but what it does basically is it pulls in all your analytics and uses machine learning to provide you different information um, than you might get. It's all available in your analytics. Like it's not using, it's not giving you anything you couldn't find out. Um, but what I did find it was using, and this isn't an endorsement of it, it, it depends. I've, I've tested it on a few sites. Some of them, it's great. Some of them, it's like some of it provides some neat insight. Some of it, I was just like, okay, that's, that's pretty clear. But what it does is it starts looking for patterns and grouping things quite intelligently. Like it starts understanding which of your pages naturally would group together and go, okay, we're grouping these together and here's how they contribute to your conversions, right? And they're doing that by your, your, you know, here's how visitors are flowing. So you might not know all these pages grouped together, but your visitors sure do, right? And then starting to group them together and, and just in often non-intuitive, but clearly analytical um, ways. So a, a real 
you know, sort of testament to exactly what you were, what you were mentioning and, and Corey too, and in a weird way, although he's calling it cheating, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, again, um, Google has set up this adversarial, it, we were, it's, oh, we were I getting see. along with Google for so many years and suddenly it feels adversarial again. Eh? And that's what I was getting at when I was mentioning, uh, Corey and, and how this adversarial relationship is almost like a cheat that the larger companies are using against their consumers. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's funny. You're right. I, I I was misunderstanding, and it's interesting to hear that because it's like, yeah, we're almost going back to the earlier points of paid links, <laughs> like where <laughs> you know, we were having that links and and link spam and stuff like that, where all of a sudden the SEO community or like keywords. I mean, I shouldn't even go that black hat in the conversation because I wasn't doing paid links, but I you know was certainly going okay. Let's jam these keywords in there. I mean, you know the era I'm talking about. You didn't have a choice, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, you're going back to 2008 or whatever, and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to use hey, my keyword 3.5%. Hey, you know <laughs> Bottom line, no, ma no matter what Google's been saying, um, anchor text works. Keyword uh, keyword enriched anchor text is still a very solid tool. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Just not too much of it, but <laughs> well, indeed. I mean, don't be don't be egregious. SEO is mostly like the one simple rule: don't be a douchebag. Like, just stay cool, and Google will be cool with you. But do all the right, do all the right signals. Provide all the right signals. Be clear about what you're doing, and don't be a douchebag. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's funny. Most of SEO, actually, if you stop it, I mean, I'm not talking about technical. Like, or I'm not actually talking about each sector has its own very, very difficult areas. But at the end of the day, as long as you technically understand what you're supposed to do, if you just put on that hat and go to exactly your point, am I being a douchebag? <laughs> your strategy if the answer is yes then it's probably going to get you penalized now or in the future it may not be a manual penalty it might not be like crashing to the bottom right but your traffic's going to go down eventually um you know so then you all you know way off you know when i did affiliate marketing right then you weigh off that like well i mean for each business owner i have clients so i don't do a churn and burn but if you know back in my affiliate marketing days you might go well it'll work for a week <laughs> Get it done, but well, indeed, yeah. <laughs> but again, that's that's when that's when you're burning your own site. You burn your own site. That's your business, and often a very smart business model. Um, oh, indeed. Ask, and I mean, heck, I've done tests with You'll like cloaking, where it was just like, all right, it's just a test, right? Like, how long <laughs> does this site last? Yeah, let's see, right? I mean, that's fair. We should be doing these things, uh, even as SEOs. I'd never do it on a client or on any site I cared about, but. You know, sometimes you need to run a test just to see what you're up against. Not so much anymore, because I think there's a lot less black hats surviving in the top rankings for the competitive terms now, which makes it a lot easier for the rest of us. Well, indeed. And, um, I mean, the, the, that, that heyday gold rush where you could get away with virtually anything at Google is over. Um, although, you can, I mean, the truth is you can still get away with an awful lot. And people are doing it, and it's... Um, you know, it's there. There. Do, do you remember? It was it was it's the original Planet Ocean? Um, you're an SEO. Oh my goodness, your special book, um, the Unfair Advantage book. This is I like this would have been the very beginning of your career. Like, like it, it, this might even this might even be before your time. Wow. Like, wow, seriously, it was the very beginning of my career. First book I ever read on on SEO. Um, trying to remember the name of the fellow who wrote it, Patrick. And I can't remember his last name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but it was Sexton, Planet Ocean. Not Patrick Sexton, who does live in Hawaii, um, <laughs> who actually deserves a visit because he's Patrick Sexton, after all. <laughs> and um, he's in Hawaii. And he's in Hawaii, <laughs> of course. Um, um, anyway, Planet Ocean was uh, the unfair advantage. SEO is still, you still get away with a whole bunch of unfair crap at Google. But um, they're getting, it's, it's, it's harder to pull that stuff. And, you don't need to pull as many black hat experiments because you already know the result of most of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll last a week and you're going to get burned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about right. Uh, okay. Speaking of getting burned, Equifax had this like incredible data breach. We're going to have to talk about it, but we're going to have to talk about it in a few minutes because we got to go to break first. Um, but I really want to dive into this because I think this is probably the biggest and scariest thing that's probably happened on the Internet since Vladimir Putin learned how to type. Um, but again, we can't get to that yet. We got to do a break. So on behalf of Dave Davis and Beesock, 
Search Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Is your website act? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. Webmasterradio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, it is the 14th of September, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Sorry, I called you Beanstalk Search Marketing earlier. It's Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Fine, I've been called worse. Yeah, <laughs> never, never, trust, never trust members of the media. Um, <laughs> Especially on a beautiful sunny Thursday when uh, this is the last thing they're going to be doing in the day, and then they're buggering off for the rest of the day because it's gorgeous outside. That's what you should never trust. <laughs> anyway, speaking of never trusting stuff, um, Equifax, dude, like, I can't um, fathom what a hun- what a hundred and forty three million person data breach. That's half the population of the United States, or just slightly under. It's maybe you know, forty percent of the people in the United States got their data stolen from Equifax. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like when it happens on Sony, or when it happens, you know, as as happened a few years back, or when it happens on virtually any other site. I mean, you know, and I'm sure you know, and our, our listeners know, this is Equifax. The data they have makes this brutal. Yeah, this is all of your financials. That's like, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, Equifax has wormed its nosy-ass way into being the official record keeper of just about everything financial um, on, on you know, pretty much every North American who has it. You've got a credit rating, you've got an Equifax file. And that Equifax file tries to consider as much data as possible. Uh, who I forget who wrote this, but somebody I think it might have been Wired Magazine suggested this is an entire generation 
that has to be worried about uh, ID theft for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you think about what can be accomplished and, and how reluctant you would be and how scared you would be if somebody had your name, address, credit card number without a CVV code, right? Like you'd still be going, oh, crap. Right? And that's what happens in most of these breaches that are like at a high level. Like that's where most really bad breaches kind of begin and end is some e-commerce site got hacked, like the PlayStation site, and they have your name, your address, your username and password, obviously, to the platform. And, um, you know, probably a credit card probably doesn't have your CVV code on it. Right. So this is sort of the level that we're normally used to dealing with in horrible ones. Now we're adding in, do you have a mortgage, right? Like what are your loans? What are your bank accounts? You know, what's your, you know, social security number? What's, you know, all of this data is in there. This is anyway, (laughs) I think it's a, a, we're going to start seeing a lot of advertising, at least I would be right now, uh, for those um, credit monitoring services. Like if I had one of them as one of my clients, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> let's, let's, let's jack up. I'm surprised I haven't seen them all over Facebook yet. Um, I had one of them as my clients. I'd have been the one who hired, who, who I'd be hiring the Russians to go in and do this again. <laughs> now here's the, uh, this, 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 this part, of the story infuriates me to the point where I might even start stuttering and ask you to take over, Dave, because this just makes me so angry. Mm-hmm. Do you know how the bad guys, I don't know if they were Russians, I have no idea if they were, where they were from, but do you know how the bad guys got in? Oh, I don't know that. It was an Apache vulnerability uh, called Apache Struts that was... Um, Revealed back in March 2017. March 2017. The data breach happened in May of 2017. So between May and June, some probably, you know, they didn't even even have to be a terribly sophisticated criminal organization. This had to be some hacker with a botnet able to hide his or her um, place of origin who knew about this vulnerability and probed every major financial website they could until they found someone who didn't bother patching it after finding out in early March, March the 6th, that this vulnerability existed. The breach started in May, ended in July. Equifax didn't inform the public until last week. And in between that time, several of their executives, we know of three for certain, sold a whole bunch of their stock knowing that this news would get out and Equifax would, you know, probably, you know, lose their stock would lose value. So to recap, your data, not, not necessarily yours, Dave, you're, you're, you're Canadian, I'm Canadian. I think we might be safe. There's another dimension to the story that I want to yeah. add in a second. Actually, I think we might be safe, but I don't want to find out. Right. Um, 143 million people lost all of their data because Equifax failed to do the proper thing, which was patch a hole that they were made aware of in early March. And then after the breach happened, they let people be vulnerable for three months without telling them that their data had been compromised while their executives covered their ass- covered their financial asses by selling their shares in the company. That we know that that really happened. We also know that Equifax's stupidly ham-fisted response was to put up a website <laughs> to let people know if they'd uh, if the data had been breached. But before you were able to find out, you had to sign up for Equifax's credit credit monitoring service. And part of the terms of service of that credit monitoring service, and this has been changed since it became public, but several million people, probably tens of million people clicked yes on the terms of service part of that terms of service limited the ability to join a class action suit over the data breach that they were looking at in the first place sneaky sneaky i didn't know bastards oh my god those bastards like like it's just you couldn't write a nefarious villain who would do that sort of stuff because nobody would believe anybody was that stupidly evil yeah now 
At least it's gone now, so I guess people should be checking, although uh, I've seen and and heard tales of the actual checking system being down for some reporting results, even if you entered fake data, that sort of thing. So I hear it's got its own problems as well. Now, it seemed like such a good idea to hook up stuff to the web, to make the entire world's systems dependent on interoperability. And it is a good idea. It's a Star Trekian idea. It's a utopian idea. It's the kind of stuff that hippies like me talk about when we say, why don't we have world peace? Well, to the, for the dystopians out there, you're right. This is why. <laughs> we but just we can't this, have nice things. But we keep hooking everything up into this massive network. And suddenly the, 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 the command, Commander Adamas out there who refuse to get their ship hooked up because they don't trust the robots are, you know, going to seem prescient and the rest of us lose out from this brilliant future. Yeah. Something I, I've just got to know though, like that, that just for the responsibility, like, yes, we've, we've got hackers who break stuff, but think for a second, like, yeah, I'm sure you work on WordPress sites, if not now from time to time. I mean, we all, I think there's not an SEO who takes clients that does Edward Lewis. Okay. <laughs> uh, if if your client logged into their WordPress panel and saw that there were a bunch of plugins out of date and that had been out of date for ages, so like now there's 12 or something, does that phone call come in? I, I guarantee it would, right? Like I have clients who are in there and they call me like, why are there two out of date? I don't know. It's been more than two days since I've been there. <laughs> like, you know, but I do it at least a couple times a month. I'll update everything for any WordPress clients we have. But, but um, you can't say back to them because you're paying me 300 a month. That's why. <laughs> you can't say that you can't actually say it um you can think it though you can think it real loud um you know but i i think about that and go okay if if, if i had had you know and i i would feel bad if there was anything more than that i mean if i if i took more than two weeks and this is you know in some cases a, a little brochure in wordpress not the massive financial institute you know storehouse uh, for, for people. So that's what I think is really bothering me is that my consideration and heck even just clients for their own sort of security practices are better for tiny little sites where the worst thing that can happen is you get some sort of like, I've been hacked by whoever, right? Tossed yeah. out for I mean, okay, worse can happen, but it's very um, embarrassing. yeah, it, it'll be embarrassing and it'll cost you some SEO for a little bit and you'll get a little notice from Google going, you know, you've got malicious software or something like that. And, and on you go. I mean, I'm notwithstanding. And, and life goes on. You, you don't end up in a class action suit. With you don't end up in a class action suit. Pissed off consumers. But in a case like this, you, you, you know, you're holding that kind of data. You know, I'm sorry. You do this sort of, oh, I got a notice. Well, I guess I should go into the office. <laughs> That's how this should be treated. Um, so I, I think how many people do they have on their IT staff, Dave? I mean, venture a guess: six, maybe eight. Like, really, where do they live? Like in a box? I'm like, guessing they've got one it? guy named Bill, and he's been on vacation for a little while. And he's <laughs> and he's Doctor No. He says no to everything. No, we can't update for the two th for the Y2K problem. It's not a yeah. problem. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I don't even understand. But anyway, you know what? I know we got more things to talk about, but yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Dude, but God, I'm mad about this. Like, yeah. this is the worst breach of security in, um, well, ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't think of anything worse, a bigger breach than this that I'm aware of. A Trojan horse, right? Like, <laughs> you know, accepting that great big wooden horse into your walls, that might be a bigger <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that was over a girl. I get that, though. I understand yeah. that. Like, I, I can understand that stupidity. <laughs> Total. Um, okay, here's this was brilliance, actually. And this was uh, first reported in SE Roundtable. It was reported la uh, last week. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was reported on Monday. Uh, but, but there was a hurricane going on, so we had other stuff to think and talk about. But it was actually, had there not been a hurricane, this would have been the number one story in our community, and we'd, we'd be buzzing with it. And that was, um, there was a Think Google event in, uh, in Toronto last week. And at that event, uh, Nick Frost, head of Google Brain in Toronto, confirmed that 
in it, they use Google Analytics data to train RankBrain and train their other AI models to understand when someone clicks on a page, what they're doing, how they're moving across it, how long they stay, if they go back to that page, and so on. Up until this point, the SEO community, but I mean, it's been a debate. Do they, do they not use uh, Google Analytics data? There's been um, some SEOs who swear up and down that they must use it. There's others who swear up and down that they absolutely don't use it. This is the first time I've ever heard apps actually confirmed by a uh, by somebody who at Google who actually is in a position who would know that in fact it is used. Indeed, and I remember when I read it, and I mean, obviously, I'm going, okay, do they use click data? Surprise, but, but <laughs> you know, of course, thank you, Ray. We all kind of knew they did. Um, but the but hearing about analytics did make that different. Like, I always, I've always historically viewed it as click, right? Like, the person's on Google, just like you can look in your analytics and see how long they were on your site and what they did. Google can see, you know, and whether they were a repeat visitor and when they were back, Google, too, can go, okay, they clicked that link to you know, beanstalk. And then here was the next time we saw them again, right? Like we saw them back at Google four minutes later. Um, you know, and then we know what the next thing they did was, right? So I, I mean, I've always thought of it as if somebody, you know, punched in, you know, I'll pick one of our oddly top traffic terms, AdWords promo codes, like across all of the different AdWords promo code really? terms, we get just wax and wax traffic. <laughs> What, what do you do? Like, what do you just like go to conventions and grab all those free cards and stuff and just give them away, like on your site? No, we're a Google partner, so we have them. And so once a month, I, I put some out um, for people, oh, okay. right? Just to, to be helpful. Um, and yeah, but uh, apparently it's a very popular site. <laughs> our site. Anyway, I mean, it's, it makes me nothing, but it's 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 a nice thing to do. Um, well, and, and, it, gets, it gets you a good conversational keyword phrase, too. It gets you a good conversation, yeah. And it leads to a few <laughs> minutes of conversation during a radio show. Uh, <laughs> Impress people at cocktail parties, Dave. That'll do it. But what, what I've always sort of assumed is, you know, they click for AdWords promo code, land at our site. If they're back at Google, if they, you know, two minutes later, because that might be how long, you know, they might have only needed 30 seconds to copy the code. And then the next time they're back at Google, if they search, you know, click the next result, okay, obviously they didn't find it on Beanstalk. So, okay, Beanstalk isn't as relevant as we would like for that. And if they went and just changed their term to something totally different, you know, now went off to the AdWords site, okay, they probably had their needs satisfied. I've always sort of viewed it as that. So this addition to um, analytics data, um, is, is, is a little eye-opening. And what I have to wonder, I, I just have to, is are both of them right when they've denied using analytics data and admitting they're using analytics data? Are both of these things true, which they could be true if they're using analytics data, as said, to only train um, the robots for signals, not to actually determine the value of your site and apply you know, pros and cons and, and penalties and rewards, awesome. but actually just to train the bots and then deploy universally, that would mean they're not using analytics to affect rankings. But I mean, I, I, I can't, I'm going with the, like, they keep saying things that are technically right and, and practically wrong. The question <laughs> continues, it becomes a paradox. We will have to call it Schrodinger's bot. <laughs> it, exists, it, it exists. It very possibly exists doing two damn things at the same time. That's Two indeed correct. At the same time, Schrodinger's bot. <laughs> okay, on that, it's a opportune time to grab another break uh, for another sponsor's break um, here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio. It is the 14th of September, 2017. You have one lower week, technically, of summer. Get out there and enjoy it. This is Jim Mentor from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beatstalking Internet Marketing. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Marijuana. Webmasterradio.fm, 
is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Thousands affected by Hurricane Harvey urgently need support. Your donation can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to these families. Please donate today. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Harvey to 90999. Your support is critical. We cannot do it without you. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Always Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, did you, uh, you know, I, I, I made a boo-boo the other day, Dave. I, I did something really stupid. I feel horrible about it, and I'm, I'm waiting for the sword to fall from it. <laughs> What's that, Jim? I stiffed Goodwin. I owed him two or three paragraphs on SEO in 2017, or 2018. And, um, I noticed a bunch of stuff was happening at the same time and it was summertime and, you know, I was probably stoned or something and I stepped to the dude. I, 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 I forgot to send it to him, but past the deadline. And I've been walking around with this sense of impending doom ever since. Cause if you do that to an editor, like, you know, retribution has to happen. Like you, 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 it's not that daddy's a bad guy. It's just that he's got a job to do and something bad has to happen. That's just the way it works. Right. That is, that's correct. So I'm wondering what you did to him. Because <laughs> I'm looking at Search Engine Journal right now. <laughs> and I see that you published this really cool piece, Too Many Links, Strategies for Disavowed Cleanup. You know, good piece, and timely, and all that sort of stuff. But right above it, um, Angel Nino Franco publishes a piece, <laughs> Disavowing Links, Not a Priority for SEOs? Question mark poll, where she finds out that about 38% of SEOs don't even bother. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what did Dave do to piss Goodwin off? I know. I saw the exact same thing, and they come out on the same day. I'm like, you know, what's, what's kind of funny about that is um, Danny had actually asked for volunteers for an article on disavowing links, and I've done the, you know, I've had to do, you know, link removals and cleanups and getting out of penalties mm-hmm. before. So um, I volunteered for it, and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Same day. But it actually, I, I, at the end, I mean, I, it, you know, tongue in cheek. I wasn't actually like uh, upset or anything like that because I actually thought it is actually a, a good, it's not a bad thing to have both of those together, to have for, for either of those articles because it, this is the world we're in right now. And I actually touched on that um, in the article going in the one I'd written talking about the fact that in a, you know, post Penguin Four world, a lot of people don't view um, disavows as a thing. They latch on to the fact that Gary had said it's not as important um, in a post. You know, for for the Penguin algorithm now, which and I, and I meant to ask you what you thought about that. Um, and just 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 to recap for 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 listeners who who don't know, um, 
after Penguin 4, the word is out that Penguin, um, that, that Google isn't going to punish you for bad links. They're just going to ignore them. If they're just going to ignore them, um, you know, why bother? Well, see, that's a great question. And that ends up coming back to um, interpreting what was said to sort of tie into what you think was said. Um, so, for example, Barry had asked Gary, gotta love that, um, <laughs> so there is no need to disavow for penguins. Specifically, you guys devalue them. So this is what everybody latched onto was sort of this, this understanding, to which Gary had actually said, for penguins specifically, so one algorithm, there is less, not no, less need. So and that's related like, as you said, one algorithm. There is less need. So it's not that there's no need, and it's not that we like we keep talking about 200 signals plus, et cetera, et cetera. And then the misunderstanding came out. And I understand how, because if you read the full thread, like I've just read a little piece of it there. Um, but if you read the full thing, I understand how that happened, and I understand how, how, how that misinformation sort of or misunderstanding sort of sort of came about, but it is helpful. Um, and there have been a bunch of sort of examples of this over time where sites have, have sort of tanked over time, well, either tanked or sort of diminished over time, and then a disavow, um, you know, is, is submitted and an increase comes in after that. Sometimes dramatic, sometimes just a, a slow increase over time. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty clear. Now, I mean, obviously you'd need to do one in, in the case of like a manual action, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's what really ended up getting sort of misunderstood. And I do think, to, to, to be quite honest, like I do think disavows and, and these sort of things are relevant, are important, especially if you have a lot at stake. Like if you would lose everything, if you lost some rankings, um, you know, then, then there's a lot at stake and keep an eye once a month, just check your, your, your link acquisitions, right. Or set up some alerts, um, you know, in well, okay, which, which actually brings me to, a, to another question. Like nothing that ain't that, uh, Angelina Frankel wrote in any way disputes what you had written. In fact, she just wrote about a survey that was taken. She's not expressing right. an opinion one way or another. Correct. And I'm, I'm not sure I liked the way the survey was phrased. The phrase was how often do you disavow links? And my answer would be when necessary. Right. But, you know, the, the answers offered were, you know, monthly, quarterly, yearly, or never. Well, I mean, shoot, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I got to do it monthly or quarterly. You might want to review them monthly. Um, you know, it's, 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 you might want to review them quarterly. That's, 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 that's hard to say, right? But, like, I don't know. I thought it was a very, I, I, I don't like survey questions like this because I don't think you're actually getting a real answer off people. But given that criteria, how often would you review or go, go into disavowing client links? Um, I tend to, because I'm in their links so often, um, like I do link building for clients, right? So because I'm in there so often, I'm all, always glancing up to see the growth rates. Like, heck, half the time I'm looking just to see is what I'm doing working, and so is their growth rate going up. But I'm going to notice if there are spikes. Um, there's one client specifically that had some problematic, problematic links in the past uh, that I just do a disavow about quarterly for them. Um, and it's just because they've had manual penalties in the past. That's what brought them to us. They had, so I'm just, you know what, it's quick and it's easy to do, right? Like, like I outline how I do it, right? Like it takes me at this point, maybe an hour for that. <laughs> it's because I have a database of all their past links. So I can just quickly filter to what's new and, and get it done. Just um, star dot star, something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we might as well do the disallow and the robots and we'll sort the whole problem out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but I think you bring up a good point. I hadn't actually really even thought of that, but there are a lot of sites that heck I have that I've never done one. And yeah, if that was my only site, then I would be answering never. Right, that I, I never do it. So you're right, there that, that does give a misunderstanding about what SEOs if that so, followed up, if you'd said never, asked the question, do you think there's a circumstance where you would? That would have totally been a different answer. Completely yeah. different answer. Yeah. yeah. So we see thirty eight percent of SEOs never disavow links. Eighteen percent of them do it monthly, twenty six percent do it quarterly, and eighteen percent do it yearly. Again, I think if they phrase the question differently, we'd have uh, a much better look at what SEOs think about the idea of disavowing links and why. Yeah. And 
There was another. We're 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 getting short on time. There was another interesting piece that came up. Um, it was a, a John Mueller conversation, a John Mueller statement, um, and this might have something to do with uh, seeing major changes when playing with links. Change your HTML, it can impact your Google search rankings. This is the headline out of um, yesterday's uh, Search Engine Roundtable. Mm -hmm. So what John was saying is if you have a completely stale page that, you know, the, 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 the HTML or the, 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 the content doesn't change at all, then, you know, Google's going to render the page and do absolutely nothing with it because absolutely nothing's changed. Same page, same information, same nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But if you make some changes to the HTML, Google has to look at the entire page again because notice is a real change. Right. And the server last modified will be different if, if it's done that way anyway. Yeah, so go ahead. And that often has an impact on your rankings. Now, here's the deal. That's all he said. Right. He didn't so, think of that. <laughs> yeah, so, so what does that mean? Like how much of an impact, how much of a change, what part of the HTML. When you say change your HTML, what do you really mean by that? Because, like, who changes their HTML? What do you really mean by that? Right. So right. I, f I found that a really interesting statement. So think about, like, making the major change. Like, uh, a disavow file is a major change in Google's perception of your website. Right. Well, and similarly, adding schema. Right? I mean, it's not, for the most part, a visible element of your page, a fairly major change, and it's it's all just existing in the code itself. So. Oh, well, yeah, and, and incidentally, you should be adding and changing schema as you go along, absolutely. <laughs> Indeed. Um, in fact, in fact if, 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 if somebody is saying up there they're doing a quarterly uh, or a uh, monthly review of, of, of incoming links, I would also suggest a monthly review of schema. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a very powerful thing, and you can build the shit out of that. Um, it's a very powerful thing. <laughs> did I just say that? I probably did. You this probably thing, did. These things happen. But it's true. It is true. Okay, end of show. We got one minute. The, oh, actually, there's the music. We don't even got that, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, there's so much more I wanted to talk about. I guess we're just going to have to come back again next week, eh? Guess so. Okay, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the uh, 14th of September, 2014. We're coming to you next week on the last day of summer. Special show on the last day of summer. And until then, stick around the network. Great stuff coming up. Stay safe, stay warm, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. <laughs>